Hello? I need advice. I've been having feelings of leaving my man. I think I'm falling out of love with him, but I think I might be pregnant too. What do I do? Child, I'm gonna have to answer this on the show. I'm, I'm gonna get to it. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Constance Ennis Show. I'm your host, Constance, and I'm joined here by somebody that is so freaking special to me. I'm gonna turn it over to her and allow her to introduce herself, but I need you guys to know that I've been dying for this moment to have her on this show. So go ahead and let them know who you are. My name is Marie. I go by Marie, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the big one. Period, okay. no, thank joking. you. Just Big Ree. Um, I'm so excited to be here today with the one and only Constance Anon, okay? Y'all gotta, hold on, we gotta pause. What is the T, Annan? Annan? Annan. I don't know why, for so long I thought it was Anon. You know, we Africans, or just Anon, you know? It just That's, sounds a little no, bit. No, you know how many Africans have tried to check me on my name? Like, they'd be like, you're saying it wrong. But no, like, I really oh. thought that you were just trying to Americanize yourself. You know, ain't nothing wrong with it, but I just thought that you were just trying to Americanize it. They said no. I don't know. My dad always made emphasis like Annan, Annan, Annan. Maybe he tried to Americanize it, and so now that's what it is. Annan. I don't know why I was saying non. It's okay. Not a huge deal, but like low key, huge. I don't know. I'm just very anal about it. I'm like, dang, really? people don't get it right. Yeah, because I be is like, is it often, often? Every time. Yeah. It's okay though. It's crazy because when I hear you pronounce your own last name, I'm like, I get it. It's cool. As for me, then, I'm not. <laughs> As for me, then, I will stay true to myself. I'm not. Hoti, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it wrong, period. It's, it's okay. okay. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> we are going to hop into one of my favorite segments called Dear Constance. All right. So my viewers, they call in, they mm -hmm. give me submissions, mm -hmm. and we are going to give them advice. All right. Okay. So this is the submission. I have it written just for you, and it says, I need advice. I've been having feelings of leaving my man. I think I'm falling out of love with him, but I think I might be pregnant too. What do I do? <sighs> Girl, it's a little dilemma. Um, okay, so she's falling out of love with this man, but she thinks she's pregnant? Uh, yeah, but I think I might be pregnant too. <sighs> Girl, it's okay. Stay with that man. Oh, not stay with that man. Girl, stay with that man. You you was okay to stay with him when you lay down and almost potentially got pregnant? Hold on. Just because you get pregnant by somebody don't mean you stay with them. No, look. You got to give that baby a fair chance to have both parents in their lives. You, we don't have to be together in order for this to be a healthy co-parent relationship. That should have been an option you thought about before laying down. Well, first of all, she said she think she pregnant. You're not mm -hmm. wrong, but she think. Girl, go get the pregnancy test. I don't know what you're waiting for. Figure well, that definitely out go find out. But yeah. baby, if you're pregnant, right, if you think you're pregnant, if you are pregnant, either or if you are, stay with him for a little bit. See if it can work out. Your feelings can always change. The baby always change emotions and vibes. Try to make it work. I, look, look. But isn't it appropriate to just go to your partner and be like, hey, I love you, but I think I'm falling. Like, I had feelings for you, but I'm feeling like I'm falling out of love for you. I'm feeling out of I'm falling out of love with you. Like, why can't right. you just be straight up honest with the partner? Why you have to be stay and see how it feels? I just feel like this. I think that especially as women, we our emotions always are changing. Mm -hmm. When they were in love, when they were not, we don't know what the reasons is for her falling out of love with him. But I'm pretty sure it's probably like not that serious, right? Having a child that's very very serious, right? If you were if you were not falling if you were falling in or out of love with him, if you did excuse me if you 
if you weren't sure about your feelings for him, you should have never laid down with this man. Okay. Period. But it right? happened. They it happened. On. It's okay. It happened. It's okay. It happened. So now there's not time for you to be selfish and think about your feelings, whether you love him or not. You're about to bring a child into this world who see. deserves equal parents in their lives. That sounds good. And to good. see true love. That sounds good. But if you are worried about like a healthy environment, creating a healthy environment for a kid, it's right. not... I don't think it's a good idea to have a household where there's two parents that, like, you don't really like this guy, so you're going to resent this guy. So that's going to manifest in several different ways. Who knows? I don't right. know this girl, right? Right. But it could manifest in, ill. I don't like this nigga. Now I'm about to be cussing him out or now I'm about to be giving him the short end of the stick. So what the kid w grows up seeing is a hostile environment, and they eventually learn, like, hey, this is what love looks like. So now that cycle, that unintentional um, like it was very unintentional of them to mm -hmm. show the kid that this is what love looks like, but right. that's how the kid picked it up. And so now they are repeating this cycle. Right. That's how like these generational like curses form. Yeah, absolutely. So if you know you don't like somebody, I'm, I, I really do believe in like healthy co-parent relationships. Yes. What you said is correct. Like, right. You definitely need to make sure you fuck with this nigga before you lay down with him. Right. But in the event you make that mistake, right. It's okay. Okay. I think the best thing, that, personally, I think leave that nigga where he's at but not even in a fucked up way have a conversation and like confrontation and talking about a breakup doesn't have to mean now it's an unhealthy environment nor does it mean that right. we can't co-parent and like create a stable environment for the child exactly and i'm all i'm saying is that i just believe that once you once it's confirmed that she's about to have that she's pregnant i think that her entire focus should be how is the best way I can make sure that this baby has the best life, right? Mm -hmm. Put my own personal feelings to the side because the original thing is whether she don't know if she loves him or anymore or she didn't. At a certain point, she did, right? You can always rekindle that love. You can always find ways to light it back up. And if I feel like I'm about to have a baby with a man that I, or a person, a partner that I'm not necessarily sure with, I'm going to force something out of that because I want my child to see a positive and healthy relationship between two adults. We don't have to be in love. We don't have to be, but it will be healthy. It will be, we will communicate on the highest level. We will let our child know that, hey, mommy and daddy were, and then we weren't. I'll try to make it as healthy as possible, but before anything, I'm going to try to make it work. Whether I'm personally in love with that person or I'm not, because I'm putting my own feelings to the side. Are you making it work? Like, are you generally making it work because you feel like you need the two parent house, like you need the two people in a household in order for it to be a stable environment? Or are you trying to make it work for the sake of trying to have like just that two parent household fairy tale story? Not a fairy tale story. I, I believe that um, a child deserves to have both both genders, right, okay. or both parties, right, right, that are involved in the in the that makes the family, right? right? It can be two women, two men, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, they need to see because most of the time opposite attract so you're going to have a person who's more uh, masculine and then more feminine whether like i said it'll be two men or two women or transgenders whatever the case may be energies are energies so therefore i truly believe that one person they can do it we women have done it yeah. men have done it but i want this child to have an equal opportunity to be as whole as they can and i think that you need more than anything two solid parents and you need a you need a village you need you need support you need you need family you know what i mean there's people in your own family that today you like them tomorrow you don't yeah. but if i need your help i'm still gonna call on you right 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 and so all i'm saying is once you decide to focus on your own feelings when it comes to making decisions especially when there's a child involved selfless you got to be as selfless as possible because we are the foundation of someone's of a child right so we got to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to give that child a fair opportunity in this world i feel you i 
my only disagreement, so like you touched on selfless, selflessness. Mm -hmm. And what I think a lot of women do, or just people in general, is like yeah. we we take on this act of being selfless mm. at our own uh, like detriment. Cost. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's detrimental to us. I'm not happy, but I got to be selfless. I'm not cool with this, but I got to be selfless. You're like, right. Why can't my happiness and selflessness coexist in a like in the same world? Why do I have to be selfless and make sacrifices that really equate to things that don't make me happy for the sake of this child when my happiness as a mom is going to determine the child's happiness? So like I can create this, you know, environment that is seemingly stable for the child, but if deep down I'm not happy, the child will not be happy because I'm not even happy where I'm at. So who knows how that's going to manifest? That is true. Well, then, you know, the real answer to all of that is that we got to find self-love. We got to figure Period. out what really makes us happy, happy before we go extending it into partnerships, before we end up bringing children into this type of environment. We got to figure out what makes you happy first, Period. right? Period. What is it that, that, that stimulates me? What is something that I want in the long term? What is it that I want out of a partner that, okay, look, I know everyone is not perfect and we all make mistakes. Right. So as of today, hey, he may or she may not be the kind of person that I'm into, but I know that overall they'll bring this type of, I don't know, peace to me or whatever the case, whatever it is that people look for when they're looking for a partner to everyone, to each his own. Right. right? So, but before you looking for what I'm looking for out of a partner, I need to know what I'm looking for in Marie first. Period. I need to know what, what, whether I have a partner or not, mm -hmm how I'm going to be okay, Seriously. right? How, how do I feel when someone disappoints me or not? How will I handle it? I want to stay true to myself no matter what somebody does. Right. I want to stay true to myself no matter how somebody carries exactly. me. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah. So, girl, whoever wrote this submission, we thank you for writing this submission. You get to, you got to hear, like, two different sides and perspectives. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, pray about it before you make the decision, but go, you know, go with whatever feels right to you. Absolutely. And if you're at home and you need advice, Call in to the Dear Constance Hotline. Okay, all right now. <laughs> the phone number is 240-587-3186. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. And that concludes today's segment of Dear Constance. I wanted to kind of give you your flowers really quickly. I feel like you're always giving me my flowers every time Aww. we talk. And I think one thing that I've never truly shared with you is that I have always felt 110% like comfortable around you like mm -hmm. when I first saw you in high school that's where we met for everybody that does not know we mm -hmm. met in high school I remember seeing you and I felt so seen I felt like this is a girl who gets me and I felt like you got me because you're African mm -hmm. and when I learned that you were African I was obsessed with that mm -hmm. and not only that I felt like you were I don't want to say open to mistakes but I found comfort in seeing you drink smoke whatever and those <laughs> may have not been the best things but I think growing up as an African like please cut that out <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad yeah. way. The reason I bring it up is because I feel like as an African, I always felt very judged by other Africans. Yes. So when I saw you, I was like, okay, this is a girl who, I mean, you just get me. Because yeah. I understood that at that point in time, maybe I was, actually, I, w I really wasn't thinking about like, am I my best self? Am I my worst? Right, self? right, right, right. I was right. just looking for representation. Baby, you was that girl. Baby, you was that girl. Baby, you was that girl. <laughs> so baby, like, you were that girl. I had to let everybody know. No, you did. And that meant yes. so much to me. Yes. Like, you always had my back. Yes. And you didn't know me from a can of paint. No. Like, um, I just gravitated towards you. I guess I kind of want to open up the floor to ask you what made you kind of gravitate towards me and okay. fuck with me on the level that you fuck with me on. Girl, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm about to cry. So oh, can you get her some? Give me some <laughs> tissues, just in case. Um, I can tell since I was little girl, confident woman. Okay. Since I was little girl, I thank God. Is God always gave me a gift where? Um, 
I can literally see someone's potential before they can even see it in themselves, okay. right? Um, it sounds a little bit condescending because who am I to have that power over people, right? But it's just something that I knew since a little girl. I can I, I can use it in a bad way and I can use it in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why I, when I was younger I used to fight often was because I didn't like to use my words. Because I would say things about people that they didn't even know that I knew. Okay. Right? I would I would tear people apart with my words a little bit and just, just based off of observation. And um, I, sometimes it, words do hurt more than fighting sometimes yeah. so I would just rather just kind of like fight win lose or draw get it over with and keep it moving so anyway so I had this gift and I can always tell when just that person that just has just full of this so much like confidence and potential and just they're it mm -hmm. I don't know what it is I could just see and I gravitate towards that and Constance I'm telling you I think I was what a senior you were in ninth grade yeah. and you were fresh right so you were fresh and you know, you know how, how how it is in high school. You just think you you running stuff or whatever the case may be. This person is cool. This person is not cool. I don't know. Whatever. You were so confident to me. You were confident. You wore your natural hair. What I admired in you were things that I couldn't do for myself. Mm. Right? I've been wearing wigs forever. I've been having my nails done forever. I've been wearing makeup forever. I've been whatever forever. When I saw you, you were so confident. You were wearing your natural hair, no makeup, beautiful lips. Oh my goodness, you were, you used to wear like the, uh, like the Abercrombie kind of outfits with some jeans and stuff. Oh like, look at this, look at this little girl, look at this little girl, man. And you're walking out of hallways loud as hell with your friends. I'll just be like, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know what it is, but that's going to be my little sister. That's my little sister right there. That's, 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 that's me right there. And then the Twitter was coming up, right, right up and coming. And then we, we obviously know we can talk. So we will be on Twitter wrapping it up. We thought we just knew it all. Right. Okay, we just—I mean, we just thought we knew it all. And you were just confident more than anything. You were confident um, because, right? Um, when you're in high school, that's like your world, mm -hmm. right? Then the where we grew up at—that was our world. Right. Um, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows the who's who's, the biggest families, the worst family, right. the stinkers, the hoes, whatever the case may be. We everybody knows who's who back then, right. and. Um, I always hung out with the guys, you know yeah. what I mean? And the guys, I always hung out with the guys and uh, everybody loves fresh me. I used to hear the guys always talking about like your crew, mm -hmm. right? I used to hear them always talking about your crew. Some some girls are more attractive than the other girls or whatever the case may be to men's eyes. And um, I used to just let, let everybody know, y'all sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> y'all sleeping on TCAS, okay? <laughs> Y'all are sleeping. Anyways, that's just what it comes down to. I know I'm going in circles, but that's just really what it comes down to. I saw you for who you are. You know what I mean? And you saw me as well, too. You right. were always like you were you. I guess you reciprocated it back. Right. right? And right. and that's just obviously today where the world is going. Right. Black women just supporting black women right. and just really us understanding each other. I just want to touch on something really quickly because okay. she was telling me, she was telling y'all about how I was drinking, I was smoking, da, da, da. We all were drinking and smoking. We definitely so were. I, say I was a bad influence, y'all. That was bad. That was bad. When God gives you a gift to have that type of influence over people, you you, you don't need to like, uh, what's the word, uh, mishandle it, I well, guess? Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong for what you're saying. But yeah. I want to touch on the fact that I, so I maybe didn't articulate why I gravitated towards you. Mm -hmm. I can just identify the things that drew me to you. Right, so at that you point. You may not have, if, you know, at, 
the time it may not have been the best influence, but I think overall it just boiled down to because you mentioned like I did the things that you never that you couldn't that you didn't feel comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm seeing this to me, you were loud too, outspoken, you know, yeah. full of energy. So I'm right. seeing this confident black woman right. that's an African girl that indulges in the same things that I have interest in, right. and I don't feel like I'm gonna be judged if I kick it with her. Right. So I'm not, you know, I didn't bring it up to try to say like, oh, you were doing bad shit at that time. No, everybody was on some dumb shit at that time. Right, 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 right. I brought it up, you know, again, that was my fault for not being able to articulate it properly, but at the end of the day, I just saw a very confident black woman. Yes. And I said, I gotta know who she is. Yeah, I, I felt the same way about you too. And I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I just wanna clear the record. <laughs> on a clear direct and that is okay so we touched on like confidence we touched on how we yeah. you know viewed one another mm -hmm. i kind of want to introduce an activity okay okay so i have these two whiteboards and i really want everybody at home to participate as well obviously if you don't have a whiteboard not a big problem pick up a pen and a paper and get right with us so this is going to be an activity that i am calling who are you all right okay. i'm gonna set a timer and in that time just fill this board up with as many things that define you, like however you see yourself. These can be words that pertain to your occupation. These can be words that pertain to your character. Like just okay. fill this uh, whiteboard up with words that define you, however you see yourself. Okay. And when the timer goes off, we will share like one to three things that are on the board. So just be mindful of that, but don't shy away from it. Like really use this opportunity to just flesh out how you see yourself. We just finished discussing how we view one another. And although that was cute, how others view you really doesn't matter. My hope is that this exercise will reveal how you truly feel about yourself. If you find that you view yourself in a negative light, now you can work on reframing your perspective. And if you find that you view yourself in a positive light, you'll always be able to reaffirm yourself the next time self-doubt comes knocking. All right. Okay. All right, so the timer went off. Marie, I'm going to ask you to just share, just share two words that you put on your board. Okay, I'll do two. Okay. I'll go with um, wise. wise. I think I'm okay. wise. Okay. And then I also go with misunderstood. Okay, so let's touch on wise. Like, what makes you feel like you were wise? Um. I'll take that. Well, obviously, I um, spent a little bit of time right behind bars, so I had nothing but time to read and be alone and and understand myself. Um, kind of understand the world a little bit mm -hmm. from, you know, certain perspectives. Um, and I think that's what comes with wisdom. I think wisdom truly is having the knowledge to understand that you can probably do anything, but the choices that you make are what determine if you're wise or not, mm -hmm. right? So that's why I, I put down wise. Okay, you put mm -hmm. wise, and then the other word you said was misunderstood. So why do you feel misunderstood? I say misunderstood because um, some who know will say, yeah, a lot of people go to jail or prison and they do find their knowledge. And then there's other people who would say, um, because you have been in that type of space, your word means nothing, mm. right? And um, because I obviously landed in that space for a reason. I have a certain kind of personality trait that um, some people understand and some people don't. Yeah. And that's why I believe that I am misunderstood. And um, I'm at the point right now where I don't do a lot of talking where I have to explain myself. Right. Either you get me or you don't, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and that's why I believe I'm wise because either you get me or you don't. Right. You know, I'm done over explaining, my, over, over explaining myself because when you, when you make the choices, you have to stand on them. When you make choices, you got to stand on them. And um, going back on those choices 
and going back and forth and flip-flopping and things like that, I'm not going to cause turmoil in myself being mm -hmm. just because I'm being misunderstood, right? right? So right. that's just where I'm at. That's why I picked those two. I love the piece that you have with your, like, I guess, mistakes or choices that yeah. you've made. Yeah, I really yeah. love it because sometimes I'll sit in my head and I'm like, damn, Constance, why did you do that? Not sometimes. Oftentimes I reflect Often. and I'm like, why did you do that? And I'll beat myself up about the thing that yes. I did. Granted, it won't stop me from like moving forward, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I'm sitting and I'm just allowing this to just take over my mm. whole mood, my vibe, mm. everything, because mm. I feel like I could have done better. But I think it's beautiful to see, to see that you can acknowledge like, yeah, I could have done better, but being in this circumstance has taught me to do better. And so now I'm going to move forward with that mm -hmm. um, with that mindset so that I can make proper decisions going forward. Absolutely. So I, I love that. Um, just to touch on some words that I put down, I will do two. I put dreamer and I put sensitive. I actually okay. put sensitive, crybaby, and dreamer. Sensitive okay. and crybaby, they're like the same, I guess. But like, I okay. feel like, I don't know. I feel like I had to emphasize that I'd be crying and then the sensitivity had to do more so like empathy. Like if you start crying right now, I'm just going to start crying because no, you should not be crying. Right, right. Yes, and then I just cry. Like I just talked about how I can beat myself up over about something. Yeah. I'll be stressed out crying. I'll call her. I'll call whoever and cry. Then I get over it after yeah. I done cried a couple times. I'll be crying. It is what it is. It's okay. Yup, it is. I've, ex I've learned to accept it. It's crying. It's like how the soul laughs a little bit sometimes you know you know we we have to laugh to um when something is funny we laugh right, right? and then if something is sad we cry i don't know there's nothing wrong with those emotions right mm -hmm. because when we go to a, if we're in the right space and we're laughing is a good thing if we're in the right space and we're crying that's a good thing right. we're crying relieves is a release for the soul for sure i really believe that no for mm -hmm. sure and i think yeah a release for the soul and sometimes i don't i don't even cry because I'm sad like I just that's the emotion that is festered up within me and so it's like this is the only way I know how to release get it, it. out yeah. yeah so I mean that's why I was like I need to put a cry baby because it's not always linked to like sometimes I don't even know the emotion like right. why I'm crying it's just like this how I needed to get out this stuff mm -hmm. that's built up in me so I cry but not in like a depressive way just more so I just, understand like, this is how I release I understand what's going on and then dreamer I dreamer think we all know why I put dreamer like I just I'm a big dreamer like I dream okay. I dream like this this was a dream and I'll continue to dream big because okay. that's what God has put inside of me. I feel like if God shows me something, mm -hmm. then that means it's attainable. Um, it may Absolutely. not be something, it may not be like in my path, but I am very open to believing that things are possible because I can see that they are possible, right? Mm -hmm. So like to see uh, Oprah Winfrey, that means like, oh, okay, black women can be in this space. So I don't even need to like feel like I could never get there because right. that's proof that I can get there. So I'm allowed right. to dream. Right, it's not a that. dream, it's a goal. Period. Thank you. Period. Thank you. thank you. That was when it. you're dreaming, you sleep, baby. Thank you. When you're chasing your goals, you don't want to go. Preach. Come on, Marie. Come on, Marie. Give it to them. I ain't going to do it too much. You feel me? <laughs> I remember this is still your show. You no, feel me? <laughs> feel free to speak up and be free. Be you. You're a guest. So it's really I all about it. you. I'm here all the time. So they want to hear <laughs> from you. I want to actually play a video that I saw online, right? And okay. then we will talk about uh, why I brought the video to the show okay. once you watch the video. All right. You may have already seen this video. Um, Shannon Sharp did an interview with Brittany Renner, okay? So I'm going to play the video and then we'll oh. discuss. What you're selling doesn't seem what, like what too much. What am I selling? Today. What am I selling? Well, I mean, when you go on and you're in your car and you say, well, I had sex with three men. That was back in 2018, okay, okay, okay. by the way. Go ahead. Sorry, I need to interrupt. No man, no woman can outrun their past because all it does is makes you tired when it catches up with you. So what you did in 2018, people still know about it in 2023. So this notion that you said, well, it happened five years ago, it happened 10 years ago. People have what they call the internet. People have what they call memory. Mm. 
so the context of the conversation yeah. is he's saying that Brittany Renner had exposed that she had sex with 35 men, 35 plus men. I don't know the okay. number, whatever. And so she's telling him like, okay, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I'll find my person. It's not a big, like whether or mm -hmm. not men are accepting of this is beyond me because if it's for me, I will find love. Right. And he's saying at the end of the day, like these memories are always like, these memories are always going to be there. The internet is going always going to be there. This is going to be something that a guy has to deal with if they connect to you. Okay. So that's pretty much the the um, context, and she okay. goes on, or excuse me, he goes on to say, you can't outrun your past because these things will always catch up with you, and mm -hmm. you'll be tired. And so, if you don't have any immediate thoughts, I guess my question is, okay, do you think it's possible to outrun your past? Mm -mm. No. And why do you say that? Um, because you experienced it, you went through it for a reason. We got one life to live, and every day counts, right? Nothing that you go through is in vain, and therefore, there's no, there's no running, baby. Like he said, it's going to catch up with you. You just have to learn how to, how to, how to, I guess, manage it. You have to learn how to go about it. You're not going to be proud of everything you did in your past. You're not going to be proud of it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that um, you still can't own it. I feel you. Right? You still, you can own it. You can move on. Um, she's not wrong. She will, she will find a man who is accepting of all the nonsense and then some. Right? Um, but you definitely do have to... Um, Stop defending it. She sounds so passionate. Like she's trying to defend her past so bad that she's overly defending it. It's like, baby, you, you, if you're ashamed of it, then change your behaviors. You're clearly ashamed of your past because you're still moving in this probably in the same way that causes you to still be single, still not have a man, still da 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 because you, you're wanting someone to accept you so bad. And I get it. Yes, someone will accept you for who you are, flaws and all, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't work on yourself in the process because clearly you're unhappy when this type of conversation comes up. It, 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 it triggers something in her every time, right? She gets so defensive every single time. 2018, girl, 2018 was a couple years ago. But I feel like I want to, the only reason I'm like feeling Britney on where she's coming from is because every time they bring her to these interviews, they ask me these questions. And so right. to be 100% honest, I do, I kind of hope that mm -hmm. I can outrun my past. And I feel like that's what I've been trying to do. Honestly, just like I accept that I did the things that I did and I did the things yeah. that I'm not happy about. But I, I'm praying that like, if there's anything that I put on the internet when I was a kid, it does not come back up to bite me in the ass. Right. I'm like literally like that's that's a literal pair. I'm like I don't right. want any of my past mistakes to affect where I am today. And I think it's unfortunate that yeah. people don't just accept that this woman like whatever she did, whenever she did it, is not what happened today. So for you to bring me to talk about something from twenty eighteen, mm -hmm. we call it like being defensive and I totally feel you, like mm -hmm. you ain't got an answer to nobody, but at the end yeah. of the day, I do think it's important that people understand, like, yeah, you may have done that shit in the past, but that doesn't define you today. Yeah. Pe I feel like that and this isn't directly what he said, but I feel like the essence of it is no matter what you did in the past, it'll always like, it'll always, you cannot escape it. And I don't think that that's true because like the whole concept of reinventing yourself is yeah. trying to let go of those things. So yeah. you talk about like, if you're not happy about it, change your behavior. I'm sure she has changed her behavior, but people aren't letting go of the past. Like, and I guess that's what he's saying. Like people aren't going to let go of the past, but then like, what the fuck is the point of becoming a better person? I guess you become a better person for yourself. And that's what it boils down to. Like you can never expect anybody to perceive you the way you perceive yourself. Mm -hmm. But ultimately it's just like, damn nigga, I changed. Stop talking to me about this shit. I don't want to talk about the past. I don't want to look at the past. Like leave mm -mm. that shit in the past. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that's just not the reality. It's just not the reality. They told, they taught us this like when we were 
adolescents, when we were little youngins, they said, be careful what you put on the internet. It's going to be there forever. Right. They told us that, like, in the third grade. They did. So, like, I'm sorry, but no. That, that, that was on you, Shawty. They literally told us this, like, literally, like, in the third grade. Like, be careful. Like, they made a big deal about sexting back in back when we were growing up. And she's in our same age area. So, I know she knows about it. Like, no, baby. Stand on it. You, When you make decisions, when you make choices, you have to stand on it. Do not cry wolf now or whatever the, the saying is. Don't, don't, don't try to change what everybody else want to talk about yeah. because you're not in that space anymore. No, you should have thought about that before you moved the way that you wanted to move. We all make mistakes. So there's no reason for us to feel some type of way. What you do is if you know you're about to go on the show that you... If she knows she's about to go on a show that uh, they're going to try to bring up her past, maybe you get to get the digging on that nigga because you know he got some Not dirt too. Not get the digging on the nigga. Get, the, she need to shut get the, the conversation. Cut, shut the conversation down. I feel like if it was Oh, me, shut the conversation yeah. down. You talking right. about you know? your homework. All I'm saying is this. If a person wants to make you feel uncomfortable about I your past, you. you make them feel uncomfortable about their past. Girl. Right? No. That's it. Not fighting fire baby, with fire. I, baby, I be petty. <laughs> no, I'm joking. The Lord is working on me though. One day at a time. <laughs> No, but I, I totally feel you. Like, at the, the end of the day, like, I've grown to realize that I cannot erase the stupid decisions that I made yes, in the past. Yes. And ultimately, those decisions shaped who I am today. As we talked about earlier, I learned from the mistakes. I'm now learning what not to do, mm -hmm. and I'm moving forward. And yes. so I actually wanted to get into another activity mm -hmm. as we talk about, like, my overall topic for today. I think I believe I touched on it with you, and I told you that I wanted to talk about evolution and how our mistakes have impacted who we are today. And if mm -hmm. I haven't, I'm letting you know now. But we're going to get into painting. Okay. All right. Ooh. Yes, I have a great activity for us, but let's go ahead and head on over to that section. Perfect. And then we can begin. Awesome. All right, All right you guys. So we are back, and y'all know I love me a good paint and talk session, so we're going to get into some painting. Okay. Okay. So I have these two jars here. They're mason jars. Again, I encourage y'all at home to try this out. I saw an idea on TikTok to create an achievements jar, right? Okay. And so we're going to decorate these jars, and once they're decorated and they're dried up, the goal is to fill it up with as many with as many accomplishments as you can until okay. the end of the year, right? Or okay. you, can, you can keep it until 2024 since we're kind of starting pretty late. Mm -hmm. But the goal is to put, every time you achieve something, put it in here, whether it's because you didn't cuss out your manager today, whether it's because you decided like, hey, I got a promotion at job at work, okay. whatever. Fill it up with your own accomplishments. Whatever's an accolade to you, you fill it up with that. And so whenever you're going through tough times and you feel like, damn, I can't do this, or imposter syndrome is kicking your ass, or whatever the case may be, you can always open this jar and refer to some good things that Aww. you did to remind you like hey i am that girl oh yes. that's so cute i like yes. that that's really okay. cute yay so i told you that we were going to talk about feel free to go ahead and start painting okay all right i told you that i was going to or that i wanted to talk about evolving and like our mistakes and how they've led up to where we are at now you mm -hmm. touched on the fact that you were incarcerated and honestly when you said that you were incarcerated you kind of like i was incarcerated for a few years like you were quiet about it like you you weren't as Boisterous, is mm. boisterous the right word? You weren't as loud as, you know, you were. Normally am, yeah. Right. So what caused you to, first of all, you were incarcerated. What were you incarcerated for? Um, just fraud stuff, you okay. know. And what, why did your tone of voice change, do you think? Honestly, I don't know who my seat is. Not everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know who my seat is, and, and not everybody knows, you know what I'm saying? And so it's already hard to get a job as a felon already. Mm. So, you know, I try to, yeah. Okay. Not be as boisterous as I would everything else in life. Are you ashamed? Um, No, I'm actually proud. 
Okay. I'm honestly proud. I um I do that when I get a little bit nervous, honestly, really just keeping it real, right? Okay. So your voice tone of voice starts to change or whatever because right. you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable and right. things of that sort. So um yeah, um I went to jail for fraud. Okay. How long were you incarcerated for? Um Almost two years, shy of two years. They, they call it being in prison or incarcerated. I want to refer to it as like an isolation phase, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I went, on a little, I went on vacation. I don't know if it was a vacation. You was on isolation phase. But <laughs> if you take it as a vacation. It was a vacation. It was a vacation to you. Why do you think of it as a, vac a vacation? It was definitely a vacation, you know what I mean? I, I got to leave my real life for, for a couple months, right? I was... Um, in a different country, in a different uh, different state. Okay. Uh, I got to new meet new people. I created wonderful, wonderful bonds with a lot of amazing women, and I can say that loud and proud. Period. You know what I'm saying? And so, how did going to jail and being on vacation impact? Because I think, I mean, to people that don't know you, maybe they don't notice a change. I noticed a change in who you were and who you are now. And mm -hmm. So I like to say, or I'm believing that. The isolation phase and being incarcerated has contributed to you know your evolution as a woman. Yeah, for sure. And so I want to know in what ways going to jail did that for you? I mean, it humbled me, of course, okay. right? Because uh, I was taken from my normal environment, okay. right? I was in a different state, whole new environment, or whatever the case may be. I had to really understand who I am as a person, okay. have to stand on it. I have to understand that God brought me here for a reason, you mm -hmm. know, anybody who knows the Bible or, um, right. Or read the Bible, they know that God's strongest peoples, a lot of them were incarcerated mm -hmm. for them to get done right. what he wanted them to do or what he wanted them to learn. Right. And that's just how I feel. I feel like, you know, okay, boom. I was, it, it was, I, I don't want to sound crazy, but it was, a honor to be in that space and have that time alone with God. Oh, wow. Because um, maybe I would have got to know God in, in a different way if, mm -hmm. without having to go to jail and prison. Maybe so, but that's just not my reality. That's not my story. That's not my truth. So I can only go off of what I know. Right. And what I do know is I know that before being incarcerated, maybe there was no stopping me. Okay. <laughs> that's what I do know. I know there was no stopping me. I know there was no stopping me. And, stopping me from what? Becoming whatever it is that I thought I wanted to become. Okay. There was no stopping me. Um, the things I was willing to do for whatever it is that I wanted out of life, I was going to do it. Can I ask you, what did you want out of life to pull you down that path to go to jail? Like, what were you looking for? At that time? At that time, from the state of mind that I'm in now, I can tell you this. I think that as a little girl, you ha I, I had this vision for myself, okay. right? And, um, and in the environment that I grew up in and that I was raised in, um, to me, it looked like for people in my environment that looked like me, options were limited. What do you mean by look like you? At that time. Um, so, like, little black girls, okay. loud little black girls around that grew up in a, you know, low poverty environment. You know, I, I, from honestly, truly, at that time, I thought that our options were limited. Okay. They either worked the slave nine-to-five jobs, which is what, you know, it's okay, it's fine. Um... 
or they like you know so pussy okay <laughs> or um they were like nurses or something you know okay. what i mean like the options for african-american women when i was a little girl were very weren't ideal it was not ideal okay. right and the only other ones that that were doing something that I thought that I okay I could see myself doing right I wanted to be like a little Oprah or just even like Wendy Williams or something right something where I was going to be seen I wanted to be seen mm -hmm. right because I felt like um, little black girls are not seen as as much okay. right we're not seen as much especially back in our generation when we were younger and we were growing up I felt like I just wanted to be seen right and I felt like the only way I could be seen at that time was to do the drash the drastic things right obviously like you know make sure that my body was done i needed a big old booty ghetto booty mm -hmm. right i needed inches down to my ankles mm -hmm. right i needed extendo nails as long as they could be i needed i needed to be tight and right whatever the case may be right whatever whatever may have you i just thought that i needed to be i had to look like x y and z yeah. and be like this and act like this and come off like this mm -hmm just so I can get to where I thought I wanted to be right. I wanted to be at that time. I feel you. And so right? you were chasing an aesthetic because you felt like that aesthetic was going to get you to where you wanted to go. Right. And so you made some decisions that right. you are not proud of. Of course not. I was a city girl before a city girl was a city girl. <laughs> I didn't want to let it be known, okay? All right. I'm not proud of it. Honestly, I'm not proud of it because I don't want to get that type of energy out because everyone is on that type of time now yeah. right everyone is everyone is trying to get a bag right now they're doing whatever they can to get a bag right i already had that mindset before it became a thing and and god humbled me early because right. he knew that i was really witty and i was right. really witty to go all the way and and and, and god only knows where i would have landed i want to talk about like being humbled um right when you say you were humbled what did that look like for you um Mm. Or like, when did you realize you were being humbled? Like, you know, just what, what was humbling? Okay, baby, let me tell you something, right? I have never been even in handcuffs. I've been in, you know, a couple of police interactions growing up, but I've mm -hmm. never been incarcerated, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not really, I, I, you'll think that just going through the processing was going to break me down or something. Like, fuck, like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. No, no, let me tell you what humbled me real quick. When I realized I couldn't get up and go eat what I want to eat, mm. baby, it's the tears. I cry so hard. Oh. I cry so hard. Cause that's cause it that's what it's meant to be, right? It's meant to teach you uh what's the word? Um like discipline. Humility. humility. It's supposed to humble you, right? And so therefore when you, you live a certain life, you get up, you do what you want to do, and then now and in, in the span of like twenty four hours, like overnight, like just like five hours ago you were free and now six hours later you're not and you can't go eat what you want to go eat. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But you had touched yeah, 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 on yeah. humility, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think one of the things that I have experienced anytime I've entered my isolation phase or mm -hmm. whatever God is trying to elevate me to something else, I go through a phase of humility in some way, shape, or form. I think the most recent, uh, not recent, I always go back to this experience, my experience in LA. I think that I was humbled too as God pulled me in that direction. And I experienced like a sense of public humility because for whatever reason, I felt like I needed to tell everybody that I made the move. And so me telling them I made the move meant that they got to see me fail, meant that they got to see me not uh, execute on whatever I thought I was going there to do. Okay. And as I look back, I mean, it's not, it's not a big deal, but I want to touch on that for you because I feel like when I saw your, when I found out about you being incarcerated, it was on a public 
platform. Like everybody was posting about it. Okay. Yeah, and when I saw that, I honestly stopped. Like that was the thing that made me no longer repost or reshare anytime somebody gets incarcerated because I realized like dang this person's connected to someone this is a person yeah right and so did you know that everyone knew about your incarceration or were you thinking that it was like, yeah. a private thing no I knew everybody knew and I loved it I'm sorry y'all not you loved it <laughs> I had problems I had problems so like I said I'm telling you I loved it at that time okay right I got problems so let me tell you I always thought, like I told y'all, right? I thought, I always thought that I was going going to be like the next big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Was you know, right? So I said, I be- truly believed at that time, there's no such thing as bad publicity, mm-hmm. right? There's okay. no such thing as bad publicity. I didn't think I was going to get humbled as I did, mm-hmm. right? I I started knowing what was going on on the outside with my with my stuff hitting the news and the social media stuff. As I'm still going through my learning process. And so I'm still in the same mindset as I was as I got incarcerated. Right. I'm still not humbled yet. I'm right. still thinking, like, who going to check me, boo? Right. Right? So when I'm hearing all these stories about, my, you know, my friends defending me online yeah. and, you know, all that kind of good stuff, I'm like, yeah, let them know I said this, too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm glad you bring up friends, though. Did you feel alone while you were in jail or were your friends there for you? Um, my friends were definitely there for me, 100%, um, 110%, honestly. My friends, they got me through it. When I found out, I was like, damn, I gotta, like, show up for you in some way, but I did not know how the fuck Girl, you showed up. I need to tell y'all this story, y'all. Seriously, I know I told you this story a thousand and one times. When they transferred me from, you know, one facility to the next, my money didn't come with me, right? On my commissary and things so I can get canteen, you know, food, sandals, um, hygiene products. I didn't have any money with me because it didn't transfer all the way. I was there for about, what, just one whole day? When the next day, something in my spirit, I said, maybe they transferred my money. Let me, let me go check, maybe they transferred my money. I went down to the canteen store, I was like, you know, chips is like five cents, 10 cents or whatever. I'm like, look, I'm gonna get some chips. If I don't have no money on there, whatever. It's just some chips. Go down there, I get the chips. Obviously it goes through. I'm like, what? I get, I get a transaction back. Now I got like $9 and some change left on there, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, God just put money in my account. Mm-hmm. Because I had more, I knew it wasn't my money that got transferred because obviously I had more money than that. So I'm like, this is only like $10. So, okay, God, you just dropping money in my account because at this point I'm so locked in with God that I'm thinking he dropping like bombs in my account just right. like that because I done seen God do some crazy things. Right. So I'm like, okay, God, I know you want the best for me, but I know you ain't bringing money into my account just like that. <laughs> and no way, anyways, I just say all that to say, you know, like, he basically did because he sent you. Yeah. I ended up getting a receipt about three, four days later, and it said that it had came from you. And it just, honestly, I cried. You know, I cried because I needed that, right? Because I needed sandals to go get in the shower. I, I had just got to a new facility right. where I, I don't have nothing. I couldn't take nothing from my old um, prison cell or whatever the case may be to the new place. So everything was all new. I can't get in the shower with my bare feet because I don't even do that in a hotel room. Right. So I'm damn sure not going to do it in the jail. Mm-hmm. Right? I wanted to be fake bougie in this type of environment. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to have your standards. 
Okay, that's all it was, baby. It was over the standards, okay? Right. I remember the day that um I was I felt moved to send the money to you. Mm-hmm. I was conflicted because I'm like, I'm not sending anything. Like I sent what, like ten dollars, maybe even less. I don't know how much. It I was ten dollars. And I remember feeling like this, like just having a conversation. I was at the library at the time. I'm having a conversation with myself and God. Like this is just not nothing. Like I cannot send this. I cannot send this. And I keep hearing this voice like, send it, send it, send it, send it. And so the ring is, and I bring that up is because like, even when we do make these mistakes, even when we do fall short, even if, mm-hmm. if God is trying to teach us a lesson or humble, mm-hmm. He will still show up to intervene. He sure. I think that that is so beautiful that his love and compassion for He sure will. Yes, girl. He sure will. And which is why it's so crazy and why I can't deny who he is, which is why our our bond, my respect for you is undeniable. You know what I mean? Because it's like, here you are conflicting about basically feeling like this is not enough. I'm going to do more. Mm -hmm. Right? And then I'm on the other end once I received it, like thinking this is more than enough. It was more than enough because all I needed was sandal that was my biggest thing i remember like it was yesterday i thought how am i going to shower without any slippers right right so i was already there for 24 hours i hadn't showered yet i um i didn't have hygiene products i didn't have a toothbrush i didn't have a toothpaste i didn't have anything and constance i'm telling you within 24 hours I, some, I, it's not like I even got the receipt before even going to canteen. I just I decided to go check right. to see if my money had got transferred and money was received from you. And I had got a receipt later. And then following after that, Brianna sent some money as well, too. And I just thought, and I still, I still up until this point, I still hadn't had gotten my transfer for my money yet. So I'm in a situation where I have no control. Yeah. Um, Whatever I have is what I got. So you talked about how jail brought you closer to God. Mm-hmm. What was your relationship with God prior to jail, and why did it take jail to bring you closer to Him? It was it was non-existent. You know what I mean? Because I grew up African. Because I grew up um, going to church very often as a child. Um, let me be real. I saw too much phoniness, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We all see it. We all see what goes on in the church. I was never down for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was too scared to try to go tap into anything else. Why were you scared? My father's a Muslim. My mom was a Christian. Okay. So um, when I was straying away from my Christian faith as a child before being locked up, right, as a, just as an adolescent, real young, I... Um, I um I was like if anything I could try to be a Muslim, but I was too scared because I knew too much mm. about being a Christian. Uh, okay. Right. So I didn't want to be a Christian like that. I didn't want to go to church. I really just didn't want to go to church. That's my whole thing. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to be around the phonies. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be around like that type of energy where it's like they we serve God with this mouth and then like betray Him. Like on no, Monday morning, actually, right? Actually, yeah. This was my thinking as a child, though, right. not not to me right. today right. as a child. So I always strayed away from 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 the, from God. I wasn't really big on it. I also too felt like, hey, there will be a time where I'll get to know you, God. I just don't want to be a hypocrite right now. I that was my biggest you. thing. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. So I said, let me get out all my dirty sins. Let me live this fast life. And when the time is right, I will slow down. Mm-hmm. I always knew that. I always knew that. I just didn't know what was going to happen the way it happened, right? right? But I always knew I was going to live this life. I'm going to get this out of my system. And when the time is right, 
God, I'll be right there. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be going to church every Sunday. I would have but let me do it like this because I was like, I refuse to be one of those people who who go to church and then was still shaking ass at the club mm-hmm. Saturday night. I, I just thought I didn't want to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I'm sorry. I'm, yes. No, it's okay. Feel free to go on a tangent. Yeah. I think, so I think the main thing I want to know is like when, I guess. So while you're in jail, when did was there like a moment that your brain snapped and you were like, you know what, I need to seek and find God? Like, how did we go from incarcerated, loving that I'm incarcerated, to yeah. now being this humble, like, God-fearing child? What was yeah, the transition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the switch? Yeah, uh, I said, okay, so once the whole, like, reality hit that, oh, no, boo, you locked up for real, boo, right? Because now I'm dealing with things on the inside that I'm, when I'm being locked up. I'm realizing like, I can't go get my subway how I like to go get my subway. I'm realizing, okay, boom. Um, I need certain things to survive in here. Okay, boom. I'm starting to realize that, okay, I have a type of personality that people are drawn to, mm-hmm. right? People are drawn to me. So now I'm befriending these people here, right? And um, I actually kind of like them. Like, damn. So now I'm like, damn, God, I see why you brought me in here because you. I was so small-minded. Mm-hmm. I was so simple-minded. So now I'm realizing that, okay, I'm in a space where I never thought I would be, but my mindset is starting to change. I'm being around women who who are prostitutes, who are who are drug addicts, drug dealers, gangsters, gangbangers, right. all kinds of things, right? But yet, they they got their Bible on them before they go to bed. Mm. And I'm like, hold up. Because I'm not, I'm here, I'm there for about a week still, about a week or two. I ain't picked up a Bible yet because I'm just thinking like, I know I'm supposed to be here. I'll be all right. I, you know, I'll be okay. I'm about yeah. to thug this shit through, whatever the case may be. But I'm like, damn, even in all my toughness, even in all my toughness, um, there's people here who are actually really, actually really more tough and really, really about it. And yet they're, they're like professing God to me right now. Like they're literally talking to me about God right now. How, how, how you phony as hell. Nah, I don't, I'm not one of them. No, 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 no. I had to be, I had to be, I had to be. And one of my good friends, her name was Shanita and she, um, she was just, I was just so pressed over her. I don't know what it was. I was so pressed over her cause she was from North Carolina. And even the COs there knew her. She was like the baddest bitch at the like, jail and shit. <laughs> I was like, she really was. She was a bad bitch. I was like, damn, Shanita. Girl, like, hey, girl, I want to be your friend. Like, what, what you know? What you, what's, what's going on? I mean, I, I, me and her had a great bond. And she, she was the one who had got me into, um, it's okay to be who I am and, know, and, and, and still know God and right. have a relationship with him. He... Right. She, she, she got me there, Shanita. Shanita, God bless Shanita. Yes. And really, I'm just so grateful for God putting, like, meticulously placing people in our lives and placing us in situations to bring us closer to Him. Yes. Even though we may not understand why we're in it. At That's that it. Time. God is selfish, boo. And He gonna do what He gotta do to get your attention. Period. He gonna do it. He'll humble you in the process. Right. He'll embarrass you in the process. Right. He'll do whatever it is He gotta do besides kill you to get your attention. attention right. That's it. Right. And I'm okay with it. And that's why I can say proudly with my chest that, yes, it was a vacation for me. Okay. I, I, I take it. Okay. I take it because not everybody can handle it the way that I handled it. Very not good. everybody can, can get the experience and the knowledge and the wisdom from it the way that I did. Not everybody. Some people are still trying to, still going back and forth there and still learning their lesson. Right. You know, I've gotten the wisdom from older women who have been there for 45 years, 50 years, mm-hmm. 60 years. People who are going to die there. Right? That's who I was getting my wisdom and information from. Right? I look at them as 
angel sent people. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I love that you, I mean, I, it helps put into perspective, because I think earlier you touched on the fact that like people in jail, people look at them as if they're worthless, right? Yeah. And so to hear you talking so positively about these people and how they impacted even your walk with God and the amount of wisdom yes. that you received in life, yes. it helps put into perspective. I mean, it helps like humanize these people rather than, you know, looking at them. I don't see why, I don't see why. I don't see why they're not looked at anything but humans. You know, obviously it's easy for me to say that because I was on that side. So of course you're going to say that, but it's like, no, why do people who haven't even been through that experience, who, who do we think we are that we feel so entitled that we determine on who's what someone worth is exactly. based off the, the rules society has. Right. right. But that's why it's so important to seek God because like people will try to down talk who you are based on your experiences and yeah. try to make you feel like they'll try to trap you in that mindset of, who you were is no good, and even if you do try to change, nobody gives a fuck. Like, nobody cares to see us in a light the way God cares mm -mm. to see us, right? Do it. Change. Be the better person. If they Period. see it, they see it, and if they and if don't, they don't, they don't. They don't, because you know who do? You know who did? God. And he always going to see it. That's it. He always going to see it. That's why it's so important to, like, you know, just get into the Bible, know a memory verse or two. I never understood the significance of yes. memory verses, but now I see that knowing God's words, that you can intercede when your negative thoughts start to overcome you. Like, nah, God said X, Y, and Z about me. Yes. And I ain't going to feed into that. Yes. But we have been talking for a while. Yes, we have. it's time to wrap it up. Marie, I really appreciate you, and thank you so much for coming. Of course. I have more segments, but we couldn't even get into those, but it's okay. We can do a part two, back. yeah. Exactly. We can do a part two. Exactly. What does your, um, your accomplished jar say? Exactly. Oh, thank you. See, she know what she doing. All right, so my accomplishment jar, or achievement jar, is just, it says Constance. I, I love my name, so I'm going to put it on everything. Yes. And then there's some polka dots that I actually didn't like, but it's okay. I stuck with it and made it. Work. I love what it. About yours? Mine says wins because you said that um, this will be an accomplished jar. Yes. Right. And so I think that on days when we're not feeling such like a winner, uh, we need that reminder, like For you sure. said, right? So just wins. I love it. Right. All right, Marie, thank you. Let them know where they can find you on social media. You can find me at Marie Lahai underscore. And that's just about it, boo. Didn't you change your Instagram? I think that's the same thing. Oh, it might be the same thing. I okay, think so. I don't know. I'll put it in the description box below. She'll, she'll Sorry get, about she'll that, y'all. get y'all right. Yeah. She'll get y'all right. Y'all can find know. me. Um, uh, I do have some things coming up in the two, 2024 year. Mm -hmm. um, I'll let y'all know around that time. Just follow me at Marie Lahai underscore. And I do bartend. I know how to make a good little drink, all right? I'm certified mixologist, so you can hit me up if you want to book me, boo. Period. Y'all get right. Y'all book Marie. Y'all follow Marie. Marie, again, I thank you so much for coming. Y'all know what to do. Make sure you're subscribed and following the Constantina Show everywhere. And um, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you next time. Peace. Okay. Thank Woo! You. That was good. We have to do a part two. Yes, we do have to do a part two. We have two. to do a part two.